All right. Welcome back to the pod. This is Disney Moms Gone Wrong. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad to be with these amazing ladies. We have who with us today? Diana's here. Whoop, whoop. And Sarah's here. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. We're here, guys. We're doing <laughs> how it. Re- we how made many it. recordings <laughs> in a row is this that all three of us are here now? It's like at least our third one in a row, right? I'm about to go buy a lotto ticket. That's all I know. It's because the boss wrote me up. You guys didn't know. (laughs) I got a stern talking to. He's like, so, Sarah, in order to be a Disney mom gone wrong, you have to show up. Attendance is 98% of success rate. And I was like, oh... I thought I thought I could just ditch class over and over. Come on, our guys. Bad. Our bad. I didn't yeah. know there was a test at the end. So like I I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the boss had a stern talk and no, actually, you know who's bitch ass through shade? Eddie. Eddie through shade and he's like You're better half? What? No, he came out came at me sideways and was like do you even record anymore i was like (laughs) i would if i wasn't too busy taking care of you and the children and everything else so just i just want to let you guys know the abuse i'm suffering i'm so sorry that you have to go through that on a regular Mm -hmm. basis honestly Meanwhile, and the boss can attest to this, when was he on some podcasts? Hint, hint, they were supposed to record this morning and he didn't show up. Sucka. Oh, wow. No oh. call, no show. Wow. No call, no show. Yep. Wow. Yes. Right him I wonder up. who is our boss's boss. Mm. Mm. Boss's boss? Aunt Shirley. Mm-hmm. She's like, Shirley. it's like she's the godfather <laughs> behind all this. <laughs> Which she also hosts uh, a podcast here on our Geek Freaked Network. It's called The Outlanders, I believe. The Outlast. Outlast. Uh, hopefully, and if you are not uh, listening Outlast, to sorry. it, you are wrong. missing out. Mm-hmm. I love their banter, and I just started watching Survivor the last season, and I started watching it so I can listen to their podcast and understand what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Same. And um, no, I like really enjoyed the banter. And because I'm new to watching it, some of the things that happened, I like wouldn't be understanding or like wouldn't be a big deal to me. Or I wouldn't understand why someone reacted a certain way. And they've been watching it literally forever. So getting to hear them go through it, I'm like, oh, my God, that's why that was important. They're like, oh, that's why they're not using the idols. Or So if you watch Survivor, that the Outlast podcast is the one. Yes, definitely. So we'll have to, I'll have to, or we'll have to let the boss, boss's boss know. Godfa- <laughs> Godfather Aunt Shirley. That's the what God it is. Mother. <laughs> Godmother. 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 All right. Well, let's, let's talk about drink of choice tonight. What are we drinking, ladies? Um, I feel like that's kind of been like a I just have a little, I just have a little uh, Diet Coke over here, nice and fresh and cold. My 754th like Diet Coke of the day. Yeah. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> I actually have nothing. My hands are empty. Well, like, I, I rolled out of bed. You know, I'm here, guys. <laughs> and then I left my water by the bed. And then it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with I'm a thirsty bitch. 
You know what? I've heard that. (laughs) I am drinking some uh, mommy juice. It's the special juice that I told you about last time through text. I don't know if I could say it on the pod, yeah, but it's a totally TV Yeah, you can. It's like, we're all moms. We're all okay, wrong. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. The boss won't filter that. us yet or censor us. I was like, I I need to be, like, awake, but, like, not, like, wired yeah. awake. And so she... the, my CBD drink typically, like, just perks me back up, but, like, in but, a relaxing way, if that makes sense. But can sense. I yeah. ask the glass that you held up... It, is reminiscent of the glasses you get the margaritas at at Chili's. Is and that at Chili's? <laughs> yeah, and Dos Coyotes, like basically any Mexican restaurant glass. So, so did you or did you not put a glass after your margarita in your into purse. your person? Yeah, mm-hmm. the people want to know. Well, these are actually straight from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> I bought them last time. Oh, one of the last times I was there uh, in a little uh, mercado by the border. Okay. But yes, they're straight from Mexico. Well, aren't I a, a profiling <laughs> asshole there? <laughs> no judgment. No, no, no. A little bit. No, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so let's jump into this uh, movie that we're reviewing. Obviously, by the title, we are reviewing uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Now, growing up, I only remember this movie by the iconic moment where Quasimodo is holding up Esmeralda over his head and he's like at the top of the church. That clip right there is in a lot of like the older vhs style Uh disney movies you know when they're like disney captures blah 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 blah. you know like that is an image that i distinctly remember do you grow yes yes i remember that whole collage i know exactly the part and it's just i mean the imagery is so beautiful in that part with like the red and orange and yellow hues behind him nope i remember love it yeah absolutely love it i don't remember anything about this movie Except old boy was hunchback and was locked in the bell tower. That's like, and really, I, I might have known that because I saw a picture of the movie. Like, I don't know that I actually ever watched this movie in full. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, I think the hunchback of Notre Dame kind of became Disney's like forgotten, like stepchild kind of a situation because I vaguely remember it as a child. And as an adult, I, I never watched it. So it, I, I don't know. Do you girls yeah. agree? Do you feel like Disney kind of just like forgot about this movie? I don't, I don't think movie? Disney forgot about the movie as much as the movie is forgettable. Like it's oh, a good no. movie. It's a good movie. But until you were like, hey, we're going to watch this one. I was like, I forgot. It was not on my list of movies that Disney ever made, mm. if that makes sense. I, I disagree wholeheartedly. Let me, me tell up. you. Let me tell you, I feel like Hunchback Hunchback of Notre Dame is in the same realm of Hercules. Like, first of all, I'm a big history buff. I was always a big history buff, even as a child. So I love like a little bit more historical pieces. Um, Also, I know we talked about it last podcast or maybe the podcast before. I don't know. 
But there wasn't very many brown Disney characters you could dress up for at on Halloween. So I had Jasmine and I had Esmeralda. And those were my two that I was for Halloween. Give me a little goat because it's on. It's on and popping. Like I will Shakira it up, shake my hips, dance for some gold coins to this day. You know, you I'll see, dance for free. But that's true. Um, I think Hunchback of Notre Dame because of the serious tone to it. But, like, that's why I think it's a little bit not, yeah. you know, it wasn't a fan favorite. But I remember McDonald's having the little toys, like the um, the gargoyle statues. Like, they had the toys. Yes. And you know what? We I still have some of those. Like, you could have gotten Esmeralda's little tambourine. And let me tell you, when I got that in my mm-hmm. little Happy Meal, again, throw some gold coins at me because it was, it was on and popping. Can I tell you a story <laughs> I recently heard about you? Oh, please do. Yeah, tell me. Um, and really what I love about it is like clearly some things never change. So No. What a lot of people on this pod don't know is that someone who was very close to Sarah in the past is very close to me now. Mm-hmm. And so me and my best friend were on the phone and um I don't remember what we Oh, you know what we were talking about? Me and Paul and the baby went to a Sacramento Kings game. And Huck got on the mega screen thing like seven times. And that's because he's like, a cute never, boy. Basically, she was like, I'll never forget Sarah when we went to some sporting event and she was like, I'm getting on the Megatron. Like that, she was like, that was Sarah's goal. And she was up and she was dancing and like she was, <laughs> whatever she was doing, she goes, but you know what? She made it on the Megatron. And I was like, first of all, did I? I <laughs> I said, first of all, that's I completely it. Sarah. I totally and believe it. I know that she would still do that today just by the Christmas party we went to with Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I believe that. Oh my god. I, I, I must like have... my girl. Oh wow. Apparently yeah, I like, that Mega, like my girl. Megatron Yeah, Megatron favorite. I don't remember Hello. that. Yeah, it was so funny. She was like telling me about it because like what I I said, like sparked a memory in her from when you guys went to a game or something. And I was like, oh, my God, that's I I need like she needs to call me because I need to revisit this memory (laughs) because I just I don't know if it's my brain fog right now or what, but I love that. Yeah, I'd still do that to this day. Whatever I I was like, whatever it takes for the story, I'm down to do. Yeah, 100 percent. Like I'm here for the cause. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I love, I love that. And the best part is like I may not remember it, but I don't I can't contest that because that is some shit I would do. Oh, a hundred. So she like, was like she was like she was adamant, like I'm getting on the Megatron. And then when we were there, she was like dancing and yelling and jumping up and down. And like finally she got on and she was like, got on the Megatron. Damn. <laughs> After like jumping up and down for like 20 minutes straight. The guy's like, I'm yeah. pretty sure that kid wants that to be on the girl, Megatron. That girl needs to be on the Megatron. <laughs> Just put her on the Megatron so she'll sit down. down. Wow. That's what, man. So yeah, put me in a Jasmine costume. I guess you don't even have to throw gold coins at me. Just put a camera nearby. (laughs) Point a camera. Yeah. Point a camera nearby and it's on. Get a get a Megatron because I'll pop off. Everyone's wearing glasses. I'm putting my glasses. Oh my god, that's amazing. So let's recap real quick the uh, Quasimodo uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame movie. I'm going to just kind of 
go off on a little thing that I have here. Um, so the Hunchback of Notre Dame is was released back in 1996, which is eh, like what ten years ago or I so. I think right? it was like five, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just recently, um, it's an it's an animated musical film, which the music is mm-hmm. phenomenal, uh, and it's produced by obviously uh, Walt Disney, uh, but it's also actually based off of a novel uh, by written by Victor. Ugo, uh, and the story tells of Quasimodo as a hunchback, a bell ringer who lives in the bell tower of Notre Dame uh, Cathedral in Paris. Quasimodo longs to see the world outside, but he is kept hidden away by his cruel guardian, Frollo. Frollo. I, <laughs> I have a whole thing about him. Uh, so when Quasimodo uh, sneaks out of the cathedral during the Festival of Fools, he meets a beautiful, kind-hearted gypsy named Esmeralda, who is being pers- uh, pursued by Folo uh, and his soldiers. Quasimodo becomes her ally and protector, and together they try to evade Frollo's wrath while also dealing with um, uh, intolerance of people from Paris, really. So like how they don't really like her, right? Because she's a gypsy. Um, and so essentially, like, at the end of the movie, Quasimodo plays, like, this huge role in, like, saving her because Esmeralda's also, um, like, pressed charges with against whatever about, like, being a witch, right? Um, and so he essentially, like, saves her and the captain. I'm not even sure if he's still a captain at that point. I don't think he is. No, nah, he, he got dethroned. Um, but he's still, he's still cute, yeah. though. Period. Very true. Um, so he saves both of them and essentially indirectly kills Frollo. Um, Frollo, though, obviously played a big point in this movie. Um, he his technical like role is a archdeacon, and I it took, I had to do a little bit of research to actually figure out like why does this guy have so much power right like is he like the mayor is he like the assistant to the assistant like who where does he fall in like the totem pole apparently the archdeacon is like the boss's boss right so like in the catholic like realm um you have like the priest and so the archdeacon is like the supervisor of the priest, making sure that they're like following certain rules that like the accounting department is spending the money wisely that, you know, that society as like Catholics are, they're following the rules. And so that's why throughout the movie, he is portrayed as someone that has a lot of authority because as an archdeacon, you kind of do because your job is to make sure that, you know, the Catholics stay Catholic and everyone else gets pushed away. I feel like he portrayed the archdeacon in this movie. Capital Dick. <laughs> Absolutely. <in>. Capital Dick. <laughs> Capital Dick. <laughs> so <clears throat> at the beginning, oh wait, no, let's back up. Let's talk about back. the cast. <gasps> let's Phenomenal. talk about little bad bitch Demi Moore. Let's talk about it. And Joe yes. Costanza. <laughs> yes. Demi you know Moore. like is I knew it was Joe Costanza, and I didn't even like Seinfeld. The boss is going to fire me right now, but I did not even like Seinfeld. <gasps> oh, no. I I love Stupid. Seinfeld, and I love George Kramer Costanza. Kramer like, okay. as hell. I, <laughs> okay, I'm with Diana on this one. We can have an anti-Seinfeld podcast. <laughs> no, yes! No, yes! we cannot. Yes! Okay, Seinfeld so- makes me feel like... Just, 
dirty. Stupid. Like, ugh. like it's just like old, like old, yeah, old people just yeah. sit around in the nursing home eating nah, their like yeah. shitty chicken pot pie. <laughs> Why? Hold on, hold on. Let me let me stop you girls real quick before you get into a hole too deep. Jonathan apparently grew up watching Seinfeld and his family. So oh, oh no! I told you I was getting fired. Uh, the godmother's gonna come for us. The archdeacon and Shirley's the archdeacon of Geek Freaks. Oh fuck, we did it. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, in serious trouble, guys. So I I felt the same way. I was like, uh, like I do not like Seinfeld. It is such a weird show. The the episodes are weird. Really? The topics are weird. They're just weird. But Jonathan was the one who convinced me of like, no, you gotta give it a second chance. And honestly, my favorite character is uh George. I Santa. thought you were gonna say He's... Kramer. I was like, damn it, Susie. No, Cosmo Kramer. No, can't stand that guy. So weird. <laughs> Tomo or something. Uh, <laughs> I love how he's spastic though. No, like that's the it, funny part. He's just like fucking crazy. Bang. I got my own anxiety I'm dealing with, <laughs> sir. Do not heighten my anxiety right now. <laughs> You're making me Seinfeld <laughs> Seinfeld does not go down in the Disney Mom's Gone Wrong Hall of Fame. Sure does not. Sure does not. You know not. what? I'll I'll take the write up for this one. I'm a, I'm gonna say it. You know what? I'll sign it too. <laughs> I'll sign this one. <laughs> so George Costanza's real name is Jason Alexander. Fun fact about Jason Alexander. I like him as an actor. I really do. And I love the character that he portrayed in Steinfeld, even though others have different opinions. <laughs> um, his birthday is my wedding anniversary. And I was like, that is why I like you. Because you were born on a special day. We were <laughs> meant. And it, it was like... Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was way before my wedding, obviously. But um okay, so the movie is what we we're talking about. Um okay, so in the beginning, the intro of the movie is kind of starts off very typical Disney, right? Where it's like a song, like a tori- a storyteller situation, right, with the puppeteer guy. Um and it goes off into how Quasimodo ended up in Frollo's possession, right? You could tell from the beginning Frollo does not like gypsies by, I don't know, whatever reason right. is. Probably because of the, his position, right? Um, we also get to meet like Quasimodo as an adult or kind of adult. I think he's like 18 years old or whatever in this movie. Um, and we get to see like the relationship that they have, which is extremely toxic. Like he's being gaslit the entire time. A which thousand is... percent. <laughs> and we also meet his um, friends, the gargoyles. Jonathan really likes this movie. He should have been on this podcast actually, but um, the gargoyles is what I feel like was, how do I say this? They led Quasimodo to, like, the biggest heartbreak of, like, hyping him up, right? To, like, Yeah, they you. did. And then he got friend-zoned so fast. But we'll get to that. Um, so after meeting, really, like, the characters, the main characters of the movie, who would you say was your favorite uh, character of the movie? The goat. Bitch. The goat. What was the goat's name? I don't know. The, the goat horse, is the Achilles. goat. So he told them Achilles heel. 
Mm-hmm. Dad jokes all day. Yeah. No, I would I would say like <laughs> the go. I I really think this movie brought a lot of strong side characters. Like I think the goat has a cute little personality of its own. The gargoyles they make like they're the comedic relief throughout the whole yes, entire movie. A hundred percent. And they just bring so much pizzazz. So I would say the gar like side characters, side chicks. They were my favorite. Okay. I, okay. So I, (laughs) I kind of struggled with this one, right? Because I want to say Quasimodo, but also at the same time, like, I just like feel, or I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not using my words correctly here. It's okay. You can say Frollo. You like that abusive power type. <laughs> I like, okay. I honestly did like Frollo, but I liked how bad he was. Like how good, how do I say that? How good yeah. he was being bad? Did I, did I say well, that cause right? He's like, he's like a <laughs> stealth villain. Like when you think of Disney villains, you don't yes. think of Frollo. You don't like, he's not no. one to really pop up, but man, he like, he didn't go for like physical, like he went for mental warfare and that is the ultimate, yeah. like, Quasimodo probably still in therapy, like, 1,800 yeah. years later. Like, he is he toxic. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Frollo, he, play, he played that long game, but then but his, like, his song, Hellfire, I'm sorry, that was beautiful. Creepy, but beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like, the way he sang it, I was like, damn, I shouldn't be feeling this way. During the but, song, uh, but, but, uh, but like, but like Hellfire, right? For a little, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So okay. So like, one of the things that I definitely saw a pattern of in this movie was how there was such a concrete division of class in this movie, right? And there was such a strong. Uh, sense of like prejudice right against gypsies against quasimodo right he wasn't accepted by society whatever that means um and how frollo had such a hold on the community as far as like his word was law essentially um that really builds into Frollo's character I feel like it just kind of like helps support like the the evil person that he is and I think that Disney did a really good job in really portraying that into the movie so that it's like you're explaining like damn like you're just your presence is just like fearful a little bit but I don't understand like when you see like um like the Disney merch that has like the the evil people right like you don't see him it's because on it. this movie is forgettable. Like, Wait, I did, I did. Okay, I'm gonna go back and look because I was at Target and they did have like a new Disney villain sh- shirt, like in the men's section. You know how they have like all those cool shirts that they don't have for women's that aren't yeah, crop tops and tees. it's yeah, it's a whole shirt. Um, so I I go towards the those, but they have like all these villains that aren't typically portrayed as the villains like it has shun lee from um mulan on there which you never you never Ooh. see that it has governor radcliffe no. from pocahontas like it has mm. and you bet your ass that while we were standing there looking at the shirt i told eddie i said name these two villains do it 
do it. <laughs> and he could like Sheer Khan was on there too. Like you That's cool. Like That's interesting. Maybe Disney's trying to like revamp their villain. You know, yeah, but evil villain. Yeah, Sarah. sorry. But you're right. He doesn't like you don't think of him as a villain. Wait, so are you saying he's your favorite character? He is. He I is my love favorite it. character. But I hate that I no, say that. No, it's all right. I hate that I say that. But he's so good. He's so good. No, at everyone bad. has their kink. We get it. Hurts it's so like good. <laughs> Yeah. Um I don't know who my favorite character is. I mean, I think that I think I would probably go Quasimodo. Um, or I would go the gargoyle guys just because they're damn hilarious. Um, but I really did like Quasimodo and what he represented in the movie and and watching him go through and kind of grow and get out of the bell tower. Yeah, Quasi. That guy. That fucking guy. <laughs> so, okay, so Quasimodo and Esmeralda meet in the Festival of Fools, which Quasimodo was already very hesitant in going. Um simple because you know he's never been outside and it was if it wasn't for the gargoyles which i'm pretty sure i don't know what their like actual names are i think the one that is voiced by uh, jason alexander is called ugo and i don't remember the rest but anyways um he goes out there he gets crowned the king of festival of fools yeah, or whatever the king of fools. but then he also gets made yeah so he gets made fun of by the crowd and I don't the one thing that I didn't understand if it was supposed to be like on purpose or if it was because of the way that the police officers or the guards or whatever um like were making fun of him um and the fact that Frollo did not allow the captain to stop the humiliation it just kind of adds that like extra layer of like Mm -hmm. evilness like (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it definitely does. And the Festival of Fools is actually a real festival celebrated on what we call New Year's Day. It is January 1st. What? Yes, it is a real festival. And um, during the feast, participants elect a false bishop, a false archbishop, or a false hope. That's wild. So- Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, sorry, I just finished like, celebrating the biblical principle that God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. That, okay, so now I'm super curious. Like, so it's obviously something religious well, then, if you, right? Because of what you just yes. described. So, I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's also like Notre Dame beautiful big church the main church that is it was built around the time that the church had the stronghold over all of the old like the european countries at the time where the queen or the king mostly at that time was dictated by the church like the king of england had to marry the king uh queen or the princess of uh, spain at the time because they had to like keep the church strong and so it was all about building the church. So that is like that stronghold that the, the church had over like Europe in that time frame. 
I'm so impressed with how much you know about this. She I was not history. as prepared as you. <laughs> I I am a history buff. So, like, listen, you just love got it. yourself hella points because so is the boss. I know that is. It, it, I think. Uh, yes, I that think that's true. why he keeps me here, is yeah. because I like history. Because I um, I don't <laughs> okay. not like history. I just don't retain it. So like, I don't actually know. That is like there was like, he... there was like wars and shit like between countries, and then like one country Some, won yeah. and one didn't, and some people died, and then another country <laughs> jumped into the shit. And then the war was over, and then hi, we're America. That's not how it happened. <laughs> Something like that. That is exactly no, no, no. Okay. Like exactly, that. exactly what happened. Okay, okay bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So after, well, during the Festival of Fools, Esmeralda obviously saves Quasimodo, which leads into like the super like childish temper tantrum by Frollo and he is like you know detain her like she's mine but also like before then she kind of like taunts him like with her belly dancing skills which are superb by the way like I, I wish I could belly dance like that and she's a freaking cartoon yeah. but <laughs> I love like Rude. Esmeralda she is hot and she she's like hot but I don't like her she's beautiful yeah, yeah no I'm about her when she ends up in the church, she doesn't call, uh, is it sanctuary, right? Sanctuary. Yeah. Sanctuary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't imagine that uh, <laughs> moment. <laughs> Gotta replay it. Um, and he, Frollo, you know, there's this moment in that church where she is just like, okay, I'm, I call sanctuary. Well, she doesn't, uh, the, the captain does for her. The priest comes out and he's like, Frollo knows that he needs to respect the church's laws from, you know, many years now kind of a thing. Uh, but before he leaves, Frollo grabs Esmeralda. Do you guys, do you guys remember and that scene? He wanted some of her. Now, and I don't, like, I just want to, like, do some type of, like, trigger warning, right? Like, for uh, sexual assault or sexual abuse, which is obviously never okay. But, like, that moment right there was sexual assault uh -huh. like, he grabbed her by the neck smelled her hair and she was like what the fuck are you doing hundred um, percent there's an yeah hundred percent he did not want that no no thank you sir mm -mm. no thank you and well, again it's uh, that abuse of power right there which yeah. is so common it's it, it is. And, and so he kind of like taunts her and says like, you know, don't worry, like you've picked an excellent, you know, prison essentially. And I know you won't last long because gypsies don't do well within walls. Um, and Esmeralda is kind of set in a place where she knows she's not going to last and she knows she needs to get out to go back to like her community's like hideout essentially. Um, but also like within that scene, we're introduced to um a song which quasi this movie hunchback of notre dame has a lot of good songs um but it's uh god help the outcast that okay so that song obviously it's geared towards like a it's like a prayer essentially but that song truly shows the viewers like esmeralda's true intentions right like her her, her heart her spirit like she's a well her her purpose is to do good right like is to help people 
hungry from birth Show them the mercy they don't find on earth God help my people, we look to you still God help the outcasts where nobody Then she breaks Quasimodo's heart. But you know what? I blame the gargoyles. Yeah. They hyped him up no, way too much. No, she did kind of lead him on. She knew what she was she, doing. Yeah. She uh -uh. knew what she was doing. <laughs> she, she was like leaning over a little too much to show him. Yeah. Like just a little bit. Just just the tip of the nip. nasty Esmeralda. Yeah. <laughs> like she did. No, I think 100% she, she did help. dirty. Yeah. She did. She did lead oh. him on. And then she said, oh, but you have a non-disabled friend? Like, yeah, she went for like, him. Yeah, like, hey, old boy over here can stand up straight. So yeah. Mean. Captain of the guard? Like, say less. Hey, I'm just saying. With both <laughs> eyes, oh, you can quarterback or water boy. <laughs> I don't know. Quarterback or water boy. Who am I going with? She really oh, did him dirty. No. That's why I don't like her. Uh, okay, I yeah, it's a love hate relationship with Esmeralda. Yeah, no, she did, and again, <laughs> it's like I, I do have a love hate relationship with her, but I do think like the one of the beautiful parts of this movie is that Esmeralda is not disliked by the community because of her personality or who like her true intention her true humanity is she's disliked because of a label same with quasimodo like yeah. he's disliked because of like how he looks and the labels that right. are put on him and i think that's yeah. such a beautiful like view of this movie is like hey we gotta stick up for each other and fight against these like prejudice and these powers that put these labels on us to keep us within these imaginary walls a hundred percent yeah it's 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 interesting because once the captain and Quasimodo kind of become friends, right? Because at first they obviously don't right. like each other um, because one sees the other as a threat or whatever. But once they start working together, I did feel like the captain knew uh -huh. that Quasi was just friend zoned and it like it was his ball to catch essentially you know like yeah uh, i'm not a sports person but Listen, I, mean, I like but... the analogy i can appreciate that you know hey you know what that was a solid touchdown for me that was a solid touchdown for me bro. thanks <laughs> thanks um you know what we haven't touched on speaking of like Frodo being like super dicky is um <laughs> what? the fact that he was just gonna fucking throw quasimodo down a whale in the beginning of this movie he totally was it was like absolutely this, baby. He was just gonna throw him <laughs> in the water well. And then like what happens? Yeah. Someone like pulls up their bucket of water and there's a fucking dead baby in it. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Oh no. Like that was almost that, would that was horrible. almost the start of the black plague right there. And then that <laughs> little priest boy, he came running out like, no, 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 not the fresh water. <laughs> Yeah. Right. yeah, like we got the aqu we got the aqueduct out back. Like you could, like yeah. okay, yeah. but you going to our oh, you gosh. going to our fresh water like that? It was like, bruh, like his mom's already dead. Like, oh boy, already don't have a mom. Now you gonna throw him <laughs> yeah. in a water well? 
Yeah, go like feed him some grapes. Has no mom, like. But at least, like, at least Frollo <laughs> did like cross training with Qua- or uh, like CrossFit with Quasimodo because boy can ring them bells. Like, Period. Oh, absolutely. Like, did you have names? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see him parkouring all over those walls? Like, hello. Like, yes. Yes. Well, that's what he did when he's he, a, like, Esmeralda. That's what he did when he helped Esmeralda. Do you want to see my bells? <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> That's my new fucking I'm gonna go ask my husband later. Do you, hey babe, do you want to see? Do you want to see my bells? <laughs> you want to see my bells? <laughs> but but then I'm gonna like, pull out a cowbell. A uh, hardcore I'm pull out a cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready, babe. Um, when when Quasimodo was helping us escape, he definitely did some hardcore. Was it yeah, hardcore? parkour. Where he just jumped, like he was slipping and sliding on those little like fountains. Like, oh wow! Definitely felt sorry for that goat. Well, yeah, sorry for the goats. Oh, you know, you know what? I changed my my like. I forgot to. We forgot to mention the gesture. Like the main story, the storyteller of the story. I think his name's Cleo Clebo. The the guy telling the story, like the head gypsy. Oh, the hell? hold on. Let me see. Let me figure it out. Yeah, that. he is a funny guy, and I do like. I like how he narrates the story. I like how he had his own biases at first, and then Esmeralda was like, "Hey, leave Quasi alone. Like he's just a guy down on his luck. Like let him live." And the guy's like, "Hey, down like, on his luck." <laughs> yeah, because she knew she was gonna friend zone him. Like, oh my goodness. But yeah, I like him. We forgot to mention him. But did we oh, forget? Oh gosh, what was his name? No, his name's like... Oh, wow. That was that was a lot of shade. Like, it just got cold. <laughs> Do you need to talk? <laughs> Who I hurt mean, you? <laughs> I mean, I have a list. How much time do you have? I have a list. <laughs> oh no, I can't find it. Oh, it's Quaplet. It's... It's Clopin. Say that five times Clopin. fast. Okay. Clopin. Do you know what I call a Clopin when you close one night at work and then you had to open the next day? We call that a Clopin. Bet. We did call that a Clopin. Wow. <sighs> Phoebus? So he, he. Phoebus was like. Go ahead. Like the quarterback of the high school team. Like, God, you're such a douche. <laughs> like, fuck Phoebus. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm done. What? So much hate. So much hate. Please elaborate. Phoebus. He just thought at first, like, his shit didn't stink. He walked up in there like, fuck yeah, captain of the guard up in this bitch. Like, up in you this know. Bitch. I mean, granted, as he, like, waltzed in with his horse, he did, like, tell them, hey, don't steal coins. But I think I saw him slip one into his pocket. Probably mm. he uh-huh. shit as hell. He just seemed like a douche. Probably he gave he he gave douche energy. Big douche energy. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so we have to talk about the music in this yes. movie. I know we're kind of we're fine. You know, getting close <laughs> to time, fine. but um, <laughs> Susie's like rein it back in, you fucking haters! Like, God, you assholes! <laughs> like, stop talking no. shit on imaginary characters. Can right? we talk about the movie? <laughs> All right, sorry. Oh, bring right. it back, no, kids. Right. 
So, okay. This is definitely your typical Disney movie, especially from the 90s, where it's very, like, musical and lots of colorful images. Though the theme or, like, the... the uh, topic of the movie is a little bit dark, which it was criticized because of that. Yeah, right? and they almost um, got a PG rating. They were almost like the third movie in Disney yeah. history to get a PG rating. And honestly, they should have because in the description of the was movie, it it's like, dark or kids just being little bitches? I don't know. It's you know what? It's the new age uh, shit. Now it would have a PG thirteen rating probably. Yeah, they'd be like no. Now it would be it, NC NC seventeen seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fucking canceled. So I really liked the movie. I obviously we're watching it. We reviewed it. But what I'm trying to say is the songs. Okay, I for the most part I like the songs. One song that I absolutely hate, and I don't know why it's in this movie. And y'all are probably gonna be like, "What is it now?" Oh Lord. <laughs> Is the one that is the one that Quasimodo sings to himself really about going out there? to the Festival of Fools. It's out there. I absolutely okay. hate his voice in that song. It is so shaky. It the song is okay. stupid. I I just don't understand why it Hold made on. it into the movie. First of all, really it's don't. shaky because he is grinding on some rails while he is doing parkour, swinging off a fucking bell. Like, did you see, like, Frollo had him do some wads, like, wet, right before that, and Hello? boy wants to throw in some bars, and you're going to talk shit on him? Like, I'm him. sorry. Right. I, yeah, like, he's, he's I doing... I don't care so for that So why he has a I lot really of vibrato? Don't. Like, let him have it. Like he already gets friend zoned. She probably, probably don't like pro- his fucking hunchback either. Oh damn! <laughs> Actually, the hunchback I don't mind. It's the lady. Oh. That, that, mm. <laughs> what eye do I look at? I, when I make eye contact with you, what side Sir. am I looking oh. at? Are you looking for? Oh. <laughs> That song, that song is up up there with like, go the distance. Like, if there's some song that's like, you know what, I oh, could do no. this shit. It is those two songs. Like, mm-mm. I disagree. So, if there's songs out, out there, there if nowhere. There's that's where songs I'm going. out there that are like, you can do the shit. It is this party B. I do. It is, it is it is savage. It is best friend by Sweetie. Honestly, <laughs> fucking none that's of these my best Honestly, I mean you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong though. You're not wrong though. I really like the one that she sings in the church. Is that the um? Oh God, God help the outcast. I like that song. I think that God help the outcast is my favorite song in this movie. I like. Would you say? Wait, no, no, no. Oh. Ask, ask it away. Why do you like it? I just feel like it's Would so you relatable. It's... 
Like, I feel like even like, mm. even the people that we think like, oh, they have everything they want. Like, you know, that's the person living their dream. I feel like even though a lot of those people, not everyone, but I feel like a lot of those people are, are living a false life because they're mm-hmm. not actually being real with themselves. So like, like everyone I feel like can kind of relate to like being the outcast or wanting to, you know, fit in, wanting to be someone else. No, no, no. What she really means by relatable is Diana knows she's an 11 on the skill and she'd be going around (laughs) singing with her beautiful eyes, being like, God bless all these ugly people. Like, these ugly bitches that don't have heterochromia. And so she's like, God bless the. So that's what she really means by being relatable. But she was like, I can't come out too strong here. I'm like, God bless Mm y'all outcast. I wouldn't know. Yep. <laughs> I wouldn't know with your bad eye there, Quasi. I wouldn't know, like, Quasi. Uh, <laughs> your bad eye. <laughs> okay, Sarah, what's your favorite song? <laughs> Can we also say, like, what our not, like, you already not so did. favorite song is? You already, you already did. did. I mean, I said mine, which, which one's yours? <laughs> I, I don't like think the I have a not favorite song. Yeah, like I didn't like, like oh any of these songs. I might not have loved them, but I didn't not. Some of them I just don't remember enough to not like them. Like hmm. I think the that's just as bad as okay. not liking them. I think you just want somebody to go into the shithole with you over not liking <laughs> out there. Why are you trying to bring <laughs> us down? Fucking classy. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's not. <sighs> no, what no, I'm no. To she's do. trying to bring us about that. I love all the songs. That is a, no. Uh, I like the bells of Notre Dame. Like the beginning, the beginning. Uh, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Like in Paris, the city awakes to the bells of Notre Dame. The fisherman fishes, the bakerman bakes to the bells of Notre Dame. To the big bells as loud as the thunder. To the little bells soft. As a psalm, and some say the soul of the city is the toll of the bell. I just, I just want to be like walking into the not the Notre Dame one day, and just like the doors open, and that will be what's in my like my earbuds. That's like I'll be like shh, shh, shh. Archbishop, like shh, shh, shh. I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, I got, Archdeacon, I got the real soundtrack on. I'm yeah. Re- Arch Archdeacon, you shut up. I'm removing yeah, the hunch back right now. Listen, Frollo <laughs> Jr., like out there up Lil in this FJ. village. Get off me. fucking FJ. Right? Oh, yeah. No, dying. but I really, I like Topsy Turvy. I think that's such a fun Disney Ooh, song that, yeah. again, is, is one that's unfortunately forgotten about. The whole movie, but yeah. Yeah. It's, um, hmm. Did I say which one? No, you, you just hated just on poor Quasi. Yep. <laughs> um. Oh gosh. Okay. Um. She's like, which one doesn't he sing? Uh, yeah. Right. I don't know. God help the outcast. I truly like that one because it really highlighted who Esmeralda was or is in the movie and like her personality and like her true intentions. Um, and it also kind of like beamed a little bit of light in like how sometimes people can use religion in like ways that only benefit them. Right. Cause I was like, 
part of the chorus or it's like that's like I ask real life. for fame i ask for glory mm-hmm. it's like real life yeah right mm-hmm. um and she's like just help my people like i know i'm not even supposed to be talking to you but like if you hear gypsy's you know word or prayer or whatnot um but, i bet you oh, i bet you he would have heard her prayer but then she's he saw how dirty she did quasi and he's like yeah. fuck your prayer basically <laughs> He was like, no, oh, no, nope. people okay. can't be saved. Don't, don't come oh, after gosh. me. Oh, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. I think, I, I think, <laughs> I think my favorite song is Hellfire. No, I, Absolutely. <sighs> Notre Dame is amazing. I love the, the musical, like the, the instrumental piece of it. It's so powerful. Like you can feel it like in your chest, you know what I mean? Like it's that kind of the music, but like Hellfire, it's like, damn. You just like sealed the deal. I really don't like you. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you're I feel like you're being that. Like I feel like you're a you're, villain. You're. I feel like you're throwing some shade to furlough, but you're like, if this was kill Mary fuck, I think we know what you would do with furlough. Hold on, I gotta write a note down real no, quick. Are we smashing no. or passing on furlough? <laughs> Yeah. He's got like a he's got like a child's bob haircut going on. I don't I don't know. If we go to Susie's house and we see Jonathan in a robe and a funky triangle hat, like we know it just happened. I just feel like I feel like one minute he'll be Frollo, the next time we come over, he's Kevin James, like she just has a list. And then like I like Uh huh. I like Jason See? Alexander. Jason Alexander? Yeah, so what's George the common factor in, in like Kevin James, Jason Alexander, <laughs> and Jonathan? All have it on here. You know what? We don't know if Frollo's hat was just like a weed, though. Like, he could That's take off true. that hat and be bald as all hell. Actually, didn't he take off but- his hat? He did. Yeah, and he, and he just that's how you saw yeah. the child here Bob cut yeah, he did. that he had going on. It was but it so could it could have just no. been a wig. Probably from goat from Esmeralda's goat hair. Is the same color. <laughs> Run some DNA. You got yourself Run a bald little furlo there. Back. Run it back. Jesus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, back to the movie. Back to the movie. Uh <laughs> Quasimodo helps Esmeralda <laughs> escape from the church, right? But then, oh wait, no, Esmeralda gifts a map to Quasimodo of like where the com- the gypsy community gathers. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's like in a cemetery or something like that. Somehow, I don't remember how. Quasimodo and the captain find out that Frollo is going to attack on that community. So they want to go and, you know, like warn them or whatnot. They go, they find the community. They actually led Frollo to the community, which is like, I saw that one coming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, And so that kind of leads to like the, end of the movie right or what like towards the end of the movie where esmeralda essentially is given two choices by frollo you either you know like become my slave essentially Mm -hmm. right uh or you can be burnt like alive right now and then she likes she spit yeah she did little nasty bitch 
Yeah, she did. Frollo mm-hmm. was like, oh, she, and, Frollo and he, was like, he wiped it away. And he was like, I like that, but I need to burn you now. <laughs> Frollo was like, choose to be my slave. Choose to be my slave. He was like, get it, mama. Well, let me ask you yeah. one more time. Let me ask you one more time. His, ro- sure. his rope got a little tighter at that moment. He's like, if you want to be my slave, spit on me. Yeah. I bet you Frollo like getting peed on. Like, I Probably. could see. Golden yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frollo, you dirty bitch. Well, nasty. Not even in the hey, shower, we don't... so it rinses off either. Mm-hmm. We don't king shame here. Nope. Except Susie. Susie does. <laughs> I do. And putting me drinks to like, pull me down from my high-strung anxiety. <laughs> Did your guys' kids watch this movie? Anyways. Um, yes. I mean, Kyrie didn't no, sit through it. She was still in the not. room, though. And I said, you yeah. learn about the church and gypsies. <laughs> what a movie to do that with. <laughs> I mean, look how much Sarah learned from it. You know everything yeah. about everything. Yeah. I said, hey, instead of watching VeggieTales today, we're going to watch Hunchback of Notre, da- Notre Dame. Like, boom. Did it. <laughs> You don't need to learn no. your alphabet. Let's oh learn Miss Ra- Yeah. Quasimodo. I know you watch Miss, Miss Rachel, but can we talk about Frollo? Like, he gonna teach right. you some things. He taught Aunt Susie mm. some things. Period. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys can see oh how red goodness. Susie is right now. <laughs> I'm as red as my shirt. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like this has been the most successful podcast. Like, we can't go any higher than this, guys. We've reached our peak. I'm like, I'm like, Frankie edits this, y'all? Like, um, no. Marco just came from, like, a delivery person. Like, he was primed to our house. We, we did not have sex. Nope. Don't. Nope. Nope. Don't go no. there. No. <laughs> no. Hunchback was not on while we conceived. Not never. But maybe... She was watching King of Queens reruns. Yeah. When, she, when Jonathan tries to seduce her, he just turns on Hellfire. <laughs> it would do the complete opposite. Oh my gosh, no. They're like getting nasty playlists. It's like Hellfire and then like the theme song to King of Seinfeld and then just Seinfeld. <laughs> no. Oh, oh no. Oh my god. That's All so right, funny. guys. Well, that was Disney Mom's Gone Wrong. Susie Not has a playlist to attend wrong. to. <laughs> oh, you can't even talk. Okay, let me ask my final question and then I will. I will just go uh, hide under the covers and pretend. We know what happened. We know what happened. No, uh huh. Spit in my face, you dirty gypsy. Ah, uh, what? No. The best part is that the amount of times we've mentioned Aunt Shirley on this podcast, too. Frankie has to tell the godmother about this, and then no. she's gonna listen to this. I'm gonna text her and tell her this episode is for her. I'm so excited. No. We put on a medication. Marco was Amazon Prime to our house. We do not have sex in this house now. (laughs) 
Hell. Okay. Hell fire. Umbra. It was just. It was such a good song. It was so. And you know what? That song almost did not make it into the movie because of how dark. Oh, I it thought is. it was gonna be because they Where knew he's like, too many women would get hot and bothered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I believe no, the. Absolutely. I believe the not. correct word is tantalizing, isn't it, Susie? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, let's yeah. move on from Prolo. <laughs> she never did answer <laughs> Smash <laughs> and <Pass>. She did. <laughs> With that bowl haircut, no thank she, you. No, like. she said pass and pass around again. Right. <laughs> she says smash and pass and back. <laughs> <laughs> He could be your little hellfire, huh? <laughs> no, I'm okay. He can call me Esmeralda. <laughs> no, the creepy part is, okay, so I did a little bit of research about that. Esmeralda is supposed to be about 15 to 16 years old in this movie. And that's what makes it like, even more like pedophile. Like this is, it, it just, He's he's such a creepy character. Yeah, but that's all Disney movies. Like if they ain't underage, Disney ain't having them. So <laughs> they were like, "Oh, oh, that princess is nineteen. No, 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 no. We're not making a movie out of that." <laughs> First, oh my goodness. Okay, so after Frollo asks her that very important question, oh, we didn't even talk about Quasimodo getting friend zoned, but. Friend zone has already passed. That was such a heartbreaking it scene. It was. Yeah. It really was. And so I'm sorry, I'm bumping into my mic. Um sorry, Frankie. We see Quasimodo kind of have like this aha moment of like, no, I'm gonna do what's right and what's doing right, well, uh, with the help of his um gargoyle friends. He jumps down and he creates like chaos really where the trial is happening of Esmeralda and frees Esmeralda and he like you described Sarah he is such a strong character but he doesn't use his strength to like defend himself from Frollo until this moment really um he does the iconic climb up the church and he, you know, holds her over his head and he's like, sanctuary, sanctuary, right? Um, but she's not responding. And so at that point, he thinks that, you know, Esmeralda's dead because of smoke inhalation or something like that, right? Uh, and Frollo is livid. He pushes the priest down, like, essentially says, like, get out of my way. Like, I have some business to handle with. Quasimodo and no one's getting in between us kind of a thing essentially like dismissing the rules of the church dismissing the promise that he made of taking care of him right like he had the intentions of killing Quasimodo gets up there and Quasimodo still like is like mourning the supposed death of Esmeralda because she's not like waking up right um and he sees Frollo in the back and that's where kind of like this whole battle really starts it was such a big 
deal, I feel like, for Quasimodo's character because throughout the movie you could see that he really had like a so like a really low self-esteem and that he saw himself as like this tiny little thing that brought very little value but like all in disney nature he was able to like regain and grow his self-esteem within a matter of like 2.2 seconds (laughs) and then all of a sudden he's like no fuck you and (laughs) he but at the same time like he doesn't want to hurt him right because he still feels a little bit of like emotion towards Frollo when he, Frollo literally has like a freaking knife in his hand and he's about to stab Quasimodo. And I'm like, really? Like, whatever. Um, eventually, Esmeralda kind of comes back and they're at this point where like either Quasimodo or Frollo could easily like fall into this pit of like lava that is now at the bottom of the church because of all of the fighting and all of like the uproar that has been happening from the community to like Frollo and like his guards really. Um, And do you think that in that moment Frollo or even Quasimodo have like any, would you say like maybe like regrets do you think they have anything of that where it's like man like i should have taken care of this like at that time or i should have done this any differently or do you think that like disney did a really good job of like expanding quasi's role and like his self-esteem and bringing them to this point does that make sense yeah i think um i th- i mean i think at that moment Frollo was like oh fuck i should have killed you when he was a baby but then who is going to ring these bells for maybe 18 years? He likes him young, maybe 17. But like, I think it is that, like, I personally think when Frollo is like about to die, I think he has an awakening of, oh shit, I really am the bad guy. Like, all of my trying to protect the city, the city's burning literally like it the walls mm-hmm. are coming down and i my whole goal was to protect the city from the supposed outcast and then i think on the mm-hmm. other end i think quasi becomes like a serial killer after that <laughs> facts but I no, I do think like Quasi's yeah. like, man, this sucks. But in order to move forward, I have to let go. Bye. Yeah. And then he died. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So what do you, my final question is. Smash or pass? Oh, uh, period. Quasimodo. Quasimodo. <laughs> 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 what eyes he looking at me with? <laughs> okay, <final> question. Um, <laughs> do you think that the themes and message of this movie are still relevant today? Why or why not? Yes. Now, when I say the themes, I mean like prejudice, social injustice classism like that kind of stuff do you think those messages from this movie are still seen in like 
either your day-to-day life or your community and maybe even like overall right that a thousand percent and i don't even think like like it it really deserve like we all know especially in the in the communities we live in and i don't say this to dog humanity i say this is because we are humans and regardless of how hard we try and how hard we fight against we will always have those those kind of biases or prejudice um that we have to make a knowledgeable choice every day to fight against that we will not you know instill and carry those on um but i i do think within ourselves and within our communities they are very prevalent and it's again making that conscious choice every day so a thousand percent i think that um it's still relevant to this day yeah it 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 is and i definitely agree with you sarah i think if i were to kind of put this in like my own little like bubble right like do i see classism do i see you know social injustice do i see prejudice like absolutely um now just like esmeralda i feel like we should all kind of be esmeraldas i mean sarah was every halloween Halloween, but i rotated esmeralda jasmine (laughs) esmeralda jasmine one time i've been popped in cat in the hat what up (laughs) (laughs) one fish two fish in the sense that esmeralda was very uh selfless right and she was very accepting of people that were not like her but i think it's because also she came from a community where they were that where they were no two were alike essentially right because i understand that that's how most like gypsy communities i don't know how to say that like you know pc but like gypsy communities are right like that they're like an accumulation of like different like cultural backgrounds and and whatnot um i do think that part of our job as moms obviously we love disney but like at the same time we should be making sure that we're raising esmeraldas right and quasimodo's hopefully not to be friend zoned as hard damn yeah uh and not like not Frollo's. No, I, <laughs> you know I agree I mean? wholeheartedly, and I think that, um, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Is you know not just moms, but of course, that's kind of our focus. Being you know, we're Disney moms, but um, in general, like it is our job as moms, as dads, as parents, as aunts, as uncles, to really teach our children about the differences and how to embrace the differences rather than like turn our nose up or ignore the differences or treat people like less than mm-hmm. because they have less than or to treat people, mm-hmm. um, you know, a certain way based on their sexuality or their race. I think that um, that is definitely our mm-hmm. job. And I think that a lot of what happens in this movie is still relevant. Um, unfortunately, it's it's still relevant in the aspect it was when this movie came out, it's not, I don't want to say there's been no change, but there has not been enough change. And so just to think that here we are, I'm not going to say how many years later, 27. Um, (laughs) And like, we're still really just dealing with the same things and it's really going to take, you know, us breaking the cycle 
Like, you know, and, and yeah. that's for me but what you- we do. Like we teach our kids like love is love. Money, yeah, money doesn't absolutely. make you. Money and doesn't I, make I, you. The kid with less money could actually be the best friend you'll ever have because because they have less money. Like that, you're getting a genuine relationship. You know, yeah, um, so I, I do think that's our job. I think you hit the nail right on the head. I think it's just it's also it also has to do with like, um, like how much you know, right? So like you are willing to build that friendship with someone who, you know, has a physical limitation. If there is like a cultural difference, like any type of difference that is from of who you are, if you have the ability to want to write to be, uh, is it sympathetic or empathetic? I always empathetic. get those two mixed up. Um, um, then I think that is what will help you know, build a better community, a safer community, right, um, is through knowledge and learning through people of, like, what are the differences. And through that, like, you can create well, better things. No, no, I, mean, I, I, I agree. I, no, I, I could agree. Go on about like, that time. Yeah, I think. Uh, I started working special ed last no, year. No, go. Sorry. I started working special ed last year, and, like, it gave me some extra knowledge to really be able to touch base with my kids about other kids in their school. And like, you know, mm-hmm. and through these relationships, like there's like this really sweet boy at Chesney School um, with autism and she loves him. Mm-hmm. Like she looks for him every day now. She says hi to him. Like she's like, if he's not at school, she's like, mom, I don't know why he wasn't here today. Like. And that's so important to me because she's seeing past what a lot of people can't. And that's how I want her to mm-hmm. grow up. Like yeah. that's how I want her to grow up is like not ever putting up a wall, but like digging into who somebody is. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so easy to just kind of, you know, not want to go down a path that you don't know. Right. It's so easy to just like, we, I was just talking about this with Jonathan actually, not to dismiss what everyone else is saying, but um, our church is offering a, training program and you get like a certificate at the end to be like a first responder kind of a style for mental health crisis and it is going to be at our church but it's pro the program that's actually running it is from a third party kind of a thing but i'm like how freaking amazing is it to have the ability to one go there right and actually obtain this training so that you can be like a quote unquote like first responder for a mental health crisis like you could use that for within your own family you can use that for someone in the community that you may come across and it was like well we had this discussion about like well do I really want to be put in that situation like what if I am faced with that and I don't know how to respond well it's like well if you don't go through the training and you are faced with that situation, how would you respond? You wouldn't know how right. to, right? Unless you have the training and the knowledge, you would know how to respond, right? Maybe not perfectly because perfection does not exist, um, but you would have a knowledge of it. You would have somewhat of recognizing <laughs> patterns. And sorry, Diana kind of like did a little thing. She said, <laughs> I am perfect, bitch. I'm, I'm a little bit perfect, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Keep going. <laughs> but yeah, it's just having that like, not, like knowledge is power is what I'm right. trying to say. Well, and to, to grow is uncomfortable to get out of that. Like, 
it's better to have that training, never have to utilize it, than not have that training and in the moment you need it and then have that regret Mm -hmm. of like, oh, wow, like, like had I had gone, maybe I would have known the right things to say or maybe I would have known how to navigate it or just even for myself, like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I would have like known I had no control over that situation. So Mm -hmm. that growth is uncomfortable, but I do think just real quick, something that as we're talking and as we're saying, you know, to raise little Esmeralda's, one thing that Esmeralda did, because I'm going to stick up for Susie's guy Frollo here for a second. Frollo thought he was right <laughs> all the way up until the end. Absolutely. Nobody challenged Frollo because he was in a place of power. And Esmeralda said, mm-hmm. I don't care what your name is. I'm going to tell you, like, left, right, middle fingers up, like, you ain't the one, honey. Mm-hmm. And so I do mm-hmm. think it is that message that is also in the movie. You have to stand up for what is right and again you may be burned at the stake for it but at least you can know mm-hmm. hey i am doing what is right and no frollo thought he was doing like genuinely i do think frollo genuinely thought he was doing what was right protect the cities from mm-hmm. from the outcast the dirty the impoverished like the gypsies mm-hmm. all of the above and the captain of the guard didn't say anything the priest didn't say anything mm-hmm. The town didn't Mm -hmm. say anything until Esmeralda showed them that they could have a voice. So, you know what? I blame the real villains are the people. Period. I think that also, like, to add what you're saying, it's so important to empower our children to say something. And so, like, something like, you know, I've told my kids kind of that they can do um, is... If they are in a situation that someone is being racist to another person, using inappropriate words to one of their siblings, whatever the situation is in general, a friend, mm-hmm. someone's being racist, I said, speak up, ask them to stop. What you're doing is inappropriate. It's offending me. I'm going to need you to not talk like that. Okay. If it doesn't work, tell your yard duty. Oh, your principal. Mm-hmm. Come home, tell me about it. Let me know how it was handled. Then if you go back to school mm-hmm. and it wasn't handled, kids still there, kids doing it again, you've now used your voice. I have empowered you to use your voice. I've empowered you to stick up for these children. At this point, I'm like, take this shit in your own hands, hit them. Yep, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to stop shit right there. We don't tolerate racism. This is what we do. And then- When your principal suspends you, because you will get suspended, because violence is not the answer unless you used your voice and you were ignored by everyone on the campus, okay, then when you're suspended, we'll go to ice cream every day. (laughs) You know, but like I do, I do, and my kids have, like both of my kids at separate times have said, hey, like, hey, someone, I had the principal call me one day. I'm at work. I step out and I answer because I'm like, oh, my God, it's an emergency. She says, and she's amazing. I love our principal. She know, like she knows me through the school, PTA president, like she knows me through just those realms. We've gotten fairly close. And she's like, I just want to let you know. Buster was really upset today at school. They were playing basketball. Kid said the N-word. Set Buster off like he was super hmm. upset, like visibly upset over the use of this word because 
we have taught our kids how offensive and disgusting that word is. And we it's mm-hmm, not something mm-hmm. we say. My husband doesn't say it. No one says it. And um, she goes, I just wanted to let you know, all the other kid in the office. And he was like, well, I didn't say it. And then he was like, well, I don't think I said it. Like if I did, like maybe it was an accident. She goes, so clearly he said it. We're but handling it. We're but I wanted it. to let you know. But she wanted to let mm-hmm. me know because that school understands my values. Yes. Because I have empowered yeah. my children to speak up for things that are not okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it. not only is it part of your values, like that's a racial slur. Like that's not no. okay. Like, yeah. Like I have empowered my kids I, to use I don't their voice. See, I don't see anyone being yeah, like, Yeah. I feel like so many things go unsaid <laughs> yeah, and so many things that right. aren't appropriate are, are, you know, are even when like you don't mean it, like we've all done it. We've all been in a group of people making fun of someone that we thought like, Man, that's not cool. But we didn't say anything because we were just in a group of people. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. And I don't yes. want my kids to feel like mm-hmm. they have to do that. You don't have to conform to anyone. And that's what being an adult has showed me. Like, I don't hang out with any of those assholes that I used to hang out with. Yeah, You know absolutely. what I mean? Like, if being an adult has taught me anything, <laughs> it's that being genuine in who you are and being genuine to other people is what matters. And that's just what I kind of, you know, try to empower mm-hmm. my kids to do. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's being little Esmeralda. Little, Ma- little Elda's. Little Elda's. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chesney's Corner. Hello, Chesney. How are you doing? Really good. Now, Chesney, I see you have something in front of you. What did you do for this for this episode? I made a list of my favorite part, my favorite song, and the saddest part for me. Oh my goodness, Chesney. Now, is this something to do with the fact that you are now reviewing for nine-year-olds and not eight-year-olds? Yeah. Are you like being more mature about it? Yep. Wow. I love this. Now, did I ask you to do this? No. Wow. You are an overachiever. I um, did it because one time when we were watching Moana, I saw you doing it. That's true. Um, You probably did more work than your favorite podcaster does. (laughs) Sarah? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's get into it, Chesney. I see some writing here, and I think that your listeners want to know, what was your favorite part? So my my favorite part is when she said, maybe Frollo's wrong about the both of us. And then one of the stones said, what did she say? And then the other stone said, "Um, she said Frollo's nose is long and he wears a trust and then the other stone said ha told you pay up and then the other stone said oh dear chump that part made me laugh so hard it said as long his nose is long and he wears a dress (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness i think that was a really good part because it was like serious but it was also silly um, I see over here you also have a saddest part. Uh, what was your saddest part, Chesney? So when the time um, Captain and Esmeralda kissed and the other guy, um, Quasimodo. Quasimodo, cried because he liked Esmeralda. Okay, listen, that part really hurt my heart. I know, it was so sad. And it made me not like Esmeralda a little bit because I felt like she was leading Quasimodo on. Yeah. What a hussy. so sad. What a hussy. All right. Well, now let's get into um, what was your favorite song in this movie? So I don't know what it's called, but it goes like, 
the children of God. God help the outcast. Children of God. So it's called God Help the Outcast. Oh. And I love that song too. I love it. It's just really catchy. It's good. It is. It's very sincere. And I think oh. it's so funny that you picked that song because you are such an empathetic person that that would make sense for you to pick a song that was about mm. helping people who are on the outside. Yeah, but it took me a long time to figure out what song was my favorite because they were all really good. They were. Uh-huh. They were really good. Did you learn any messages throughout this movie? Um, you're beautiful the way you are. That is such a good message, and I didn't even have to coach you. That is such a good message. You're right. You're beautiful the way you are. It doesn't matter. And maybe we also learned that we don't judge people based on their appearance, right? Yeah. We don't judge anyone based on an appearance, a disability, a, you know, different way of life. Can I say another sad part that I thought was really sad? Oh, for sure. So when they got, um, what's his name? Quasimodo? Yeah. Quasimodo, and they put him on the thing and spun him and he was tied up and they hit him with food and the guy um um Frollo Frollo he didn't help wasn't that so sad yeah and actually Esmeralda helped and that's what made me better yeah yeah I would never let someone do that to you I know that's so mean like I might throw food at you but then I would go say I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) all right Chesney well I think what our listeners really want to know at this point is do we recommend this movie to nine-year-olds? This is the first review Chesney is doing for nine-year-olds. Yes, I do. I didn't like it at the beginning, but then as it went on, it was really fun. It was really cool. I love that you watch this movie with an open mind. And I think that reviewing for nine-year-olds has just made you grow up. I love this for you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here from Chesney. Watch The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Bye, guys. See you next time. <laughs> um, let's ask the question. Does this movie make it into the Disney Moms Gone Wrong Hall of Fame? I am going to say I'll no. Go first. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, no. I f- go. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I think this is going to be a unanimous vote then. Oh, wait, no. Maybe not. Okay, I vote no. I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. But is it The Forgotten Child? Absolutely. Now, maybe with the exception of that t-shirt that you saw at Target. I checked that t-shirt. No, it doesn't. I checked. But we were past that point. Yeah. (laughs) I checked checked too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well. It's It's okay. Furlough's still your baddie. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, baddie daddy. He's just. I love how. Uh, good mm. he is at being bad like how they portrayed that character yeah. and the voice everything about him and, and the song okay I'm gonna I'm I'm going on too much anyways I don't think it surpassed the test the of time. time no the test of time and um, but I do think it's a good movie but it's a no for me I agree I think it's a good movie I think it has a good storyline I think it has a good you know little motto a little theme a little lesson um, but I unfortunately mm-hmm. do feel like it was very forgotten. It did not pass that test of time. It's not well merchandised. Um, do I think that maybe it could be modernized and remade somehow? Maybe. Um, but I, I just don't. I don't. I, it's a no for me, dog. As much as I love it, 
and I do like I stand for this movie, but if we're going based off all our typical criteria, ah, it doesn't make it. It doesn't. I'm just gonna give it a yes. I'm a I'm gonna Paula. At, yeah, because it's not going in. Like anyways. I'm gonna Paula Abdul it. <laughs> like I'm just gonna give a yes for a yes oh, sake because I just I just can't like like. <laughs> You know what? You I'm going to give it a yes okay, because of how we? red Susie got during this episode. Period. Oh, my God. Here's what I think we should add to the Disney Moms Gone Wrong Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Give me out. A golden Ooh, buzzer. Ooh, a golden buzzer. But, like, okay, hold on. We're going to... Well, so I love it. There's a movie we really want in, and y'all vote no. We just have to decide how it works. But we each get like a golden buzzer every so many episodes or something. Yeah, I like Damn, that. Damn, I would have used okay. that shit on Hercules. And I'm gonna back. I'm gonna backdate mine. I'm gonna backdate mine. <laughs> back yeah, to, pull some out of that. Grave yeah, and put them in the hall. I'm gonna backdate mine too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh shit. Um, so. Just to kind of catch up with our listeners, our amazing listeners, uh, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Our anniversary. Our anniversary. I'm so excited. We are going to have a special recording for our one-year anniversary. We're working on it still with our uh, boss man. Uh, but in the meantime, what else do we got going on? We, Miss Sarah, what's next? Dot, dot, dot. Get us on our socials, the Purple Podcast app. Um, oh my gosh, I just got brownie points, guys. Um, mentioning our yeah, Period. so always give us the love on um, give us ratings. Hashtag save Sarah. Hashtag the can't even speak English because that's how much we need to save me. But hashtag Chesney Energy, like give us some love. Show us some love on all yes. of our socials. Disney mom's gone wrong. And I don't know if we have anything else going on, so I'm just going to wrap it up with our next... What? Don't we have... Don't we have, like, our special recording for Women's Month? Oh, yes. We're also working on that, too. We are working on exactly what that is. We got projects, guys. Projects in the making. Projects. They should be coming up pretty soon. The ideas, yes, not the actual episodes. We're moms, guys. Like, uh, we need about you know ten to fifteen yeah, business yeah, days this to is get a, a podcast. We don't done. prime this shit. No, no, Mm-mm. we don't. No. <laughs> Bet your ass though, I prime <laughs> those gummy bears for Marco. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Marco, Marco, yeah, was also Marco, primed. Marco. No Frollo he was, was he hurt was. in the making of Marco. Um. <laughs> But catch us on our next movie. We got one of my favorites. The Emperor's New Groove. So come on back. We can't wait to hang out with you guys. And I just once again thank these lovely ladies for doing life together, doing this podcast together, and making us laugh and keeping it fresh. So I love it. Keeping it fresh and funky, y'all. All All right. (laughs) We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye.